Hey, y'all. Welcome to the Building Better Businesses podcast, where we talk mindset, marketing, and business building strategies. I'm your host, Shakina Johnson, and this is the podcast for those wanting to start their entrepreneurial journey and create a business and lifestyle they love. You can find detailed show notes on jsrvision.com. The notes include a summary of today's session, along with any links to resources mentioned in the show. And today, I am here with Allison Licks. Hey, Allison. Hi, thank you so much for having me. My throat is a little scratchy, so I apologize for that. <laughs> no worries. frog in my throat, but I'm super excited to be here and talk to you and kind of dive into some stuff that I don't think a lot of people really talk about too much. Agreed, agreed. Um, thank you for being here and taking the time out just to, you know, record the session today. Yeah. Um, so tell the audience a little bit about what you do and how long you've been in business. Well, I have been writing sales copy for about 13 years now. I've been in business, this iteration of my business, since 2012. So um, I started working freelance while I was working full-time. You know, I was hustling after hours for the money. And Mm -hmm. then I made the leap to solo freelancer working for myself. That didn't work out so well. I ran out of money after about nine or 10 months. (laughs) So I got another job, Mm -hmm. um, yada, yada, so forth. Boring job hopping later. Um, here I am again. (laughs) I, in 2012, I was actually laid off and I was laid off a week before I got married. So I, um, I looked at my then fiance, now husband. I said, you're going to marry an entrepreneur because I'm not doing this again. (laughs) And that was um, eight years ago. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) It's been quite a journey since. Always. We all all have journeys like that. (laughs) (laughs) So you made the the jump. You told your husband, I'm going to be an entrepreneur. This is just how things are. (laughs) Yeah. And since then, you've, you've succeeded quite well. Um you've had lots of clients and, and like uphill battles, right? So um, today's episode, we really wanted to discuss something pretty serious that nobody really ever talks about. Mm-hmm. Um, and you struggle with depression, is that correct? I do. I was uh, diagnosed with clinical depression when I was eight years old. Wow. So, um, mm-hmm. And I'm 35 now. So okay. that's, you know, that's a couple years. <laughs> um, yeah, I've, I've been struggling with depression almost my whole life. So how, how has that impacted your business, your entrepreneurial journey? So, you know, when you, when you have a long-term thing, whether it's chronic pain, which by the way, I also have, or chronic mental health issues or chronic anything, the outset, the onset is always more painful or disruptive than years down the road. So, you know, my day-to-day life is, is management, right? I take my pill every, every night, mm-hmm. I'm very happily medicated, and I go on with my life. There are a couple of things that you have to, uh, you know, adjustments that you have to make here and there, you know, because... I also was diagnosed with ADD, but that's now been, you know, ADD is ADHD Mm -hmm. type D or whatever. I don't know. But so I have that too. So there are always adjustments and and coping mechanisms that you have. And and the same goes for the depression. The 
problem that happens <clears throat> is when you begin to have a depressive episode. Okay, so um, just for the uninitiated, depression is kind of a general thing, right? If you just think of it as like a low hum, and you always have that low hum, right? Maybe a slightly lowered mood or a slightly elevated temper or something like that, and the medication that I'm on reduces that hum. It's still there, but it's very, very low. Mm-hmm. But when a depressive episode begins to happen, it, that hum gets louder, and it gets louder, and it gets louder. Or, you know, you should begin to show more and more symptoms of severe depression. And so, you know, those can happen for some people. They happen very frequently. They might experience multiple severe episodes a year. Um, for me, it's usually one good, good episode every couple years. And so a lot of my, my own personal coping is to understand myself and to recognize when those things are happening and to then take the steps that I know I'm going to need to take in order to mitigate that. Um, I'm not going to stop it. It's not stoppable without drastically changing my medication, which as I said, I'm very happily medicated. And so I don't want to fuss with that. (laughs) You know what I mean? But if I can mitigate it, if I can get myself into therapy or increase my therapy, depending on where I am in that, um, or at least just be aware of it and not let myself spiral, right? Because the spiral is really where the danger happens. Um, And, you know, there are different degrees of the danger. There's obviously, you know, the the idea of self-harm, which is not a danger that I suffer, but a lot of people who have depression do. They have self-harm ideations, or actions. And of course, that's super dangerous. But there's also the danger of just losing complete interest, losing all motivation, um, being unable to control your emotions, your attitude, your temper, how you interact with your family. Those can all be very dangerous too, because they they change the quality of your life. Um, So I feel like I'm rambling, but I'm just trying to really (laughs) explain because depression, just like people are all different, so is depression and how it affects them. So while I can give everybody my own experience, I just want to make sure that I really clearly disclaim that this is not a universal experience for everyone. Um, You know, I don't want anybody listening to this to be thinking, oh, well, Allison handles it really well. I don't know why so-and-so can't. And that's because I'm not so-and-so and I'm not in their brain. Um, (laughs) so that's just my big disclaimer that not everybody's mental health journey is the same either. Yeah, I understood. No, thank you for that. And and you're not rambling. um, (laughs) I am, but it's okay. (laughs) (laughs) But you mentioned a lot of, um, things that, that stood out to me and, Mm -hmm. and during, in your depression, you, you can recognize your symptoms, recognizing like, uh, knowing just who you are and Mm -hmm. where the deviations occur. Um, and it sounds like your regimen is just being consistent with day-to-day things. So taking your medication or um, whatever r- morning rituals or rituals that you have, period, that right. keeps you uh, aligned with um, being level, you know, if, if I can. Mm-hmm. So, um, and it, but you also have family that, you know, support you. Um, I do. Yep. Um, you know, you have a spouse that, you know, understands your condition and, and you're a business owner. So it's, there's so many roller coasters here right oh yeah you want to talk about depression uh, the business roller coaster is something yeah. people don't talk about either right and 
then you add on top of that um, your depression that makes it it makes it a little harder to grasp, right? So um, it, again, the roller coaster of just being a business owner by itself alone is enough to just yeah. <laughs> <laughs> throw in the yeah. towel, right? Absolutely, absolutely. And, and then when you add in that, um, you know, your depression, it it can make a lot of things worse. But you've managed it. Um, I can't say well, but you, like you said, you've mitigated it, right? So it, it's never going away, but it's something that you could lessen, um, if if that's the right term. But like lessen the the symptoms and you recognize where they are, so you can kind of do something about it then. Yeah, um, and it's not even necessarily lessening the symptoms; it's mm-hmm. lessening the amount you allow those symptoms to impact your life. Okay, um, I think that's really important. Is that one thing that one thing that I always have to remember is I cannot control a whole lot in this world. But the two things that I can control are my reactions and my behaviors. I can't necessarily even control my emotions, but I can control how I allow those emotions to make me behave. Um, And so when I say mitigate, you know, I may say like, okay, you know, I really want to sleep right now. And if I want to hashtag self-care, I'm going to let myself sleep on the couch. But what that's going to turn into is sleeping on the couch for the next six months. And obviously that's not conducive to running a business if my entire day is nothing but, you know, completely zoned on the couch. Mm -hmm. And so it's a matter of saying, okay, I'm not, I'm choosing not to do that. I'm choosing to instead spend time at work. And, you know, I'm a creative, which, you know, it does help that sometimes emotion and heightened emotion does fuel creativity. Um, But when I'm trying to really get somebody pumped about buying something, I need to, (laughs) it's hard to do when you're all like morose and down in the dumps. (laughs) But, you know, so I work on my attitude and my reactions and my behaviors and things like that, because those are in my control. And I think that that's also really important, whether or not you have mental health concerns, is to look at what's actually in the circle that you can control. Mm -hmm. And if it's not in that circle, you can't take ownership of it. And that's something that, you know, I'm not ashamed to admit I've been in and out of therapy with different therapists for different reasons. But one of uh, my counselors and I were working on self-esteem and self-confidence issues. And we talked about, you know, am I going to own what's happening? Did I create it? Can I fix it? Do I have a part in it? If the answer is no, then why am I owning it? Um, And so that's really helpful when it's time to look at what you can influence and what you can control and, and how you're going to react to things. Because if it's literally out of your control, then there's no use spending the effort or energy to control it, um, right. which is he- a, a much healthier place to be mentally. Um, you know, and, and I'm, not, I'm not saying like, oh, Allison never sits and cries for days on end on the sofa because I've been there. Last year, I lost a cat. Um, my contractor left the door open and one of my cats got out. I'm a crazy cat lady. And, um, this, it, it was the culmination of a couple months of heavy stress and what that one 
thing did. It was the whole proverbial straw on the camel thing. And it just mm-hmm. set me go, set me off. And I spiraled because I, it was quick and I didn't catch it in time. And I went into probably a three and a half to four month depress- depressive episode mm-hmm. um, where I was barely hustling. I mean, I wasn't hustling in my business. I was barely there. The only thing I managed to do was like still be present for my kid. And that took a lot. And, you know, I was sad and I cried all the time. And eventually we did get the cat back um, 43 days later. Mm-hmm. But the, depress- the, the effects of the depressive episode actually continued longer than the mitigating, than the, the whole uh, event that, that started it off. You know what I mean? Right, right, so, right. But if you add that kind of thing on top of the normal ups and downs and ebbs and flows that entrepreneurs experience... Like you might have a month where you're killing it and then have a month where it's like pulling teeth and then have a month that's okay and feel like you're always going to be on this up and down roller coaster trying to figure out what works. That is every entrepreneur. Like, I don't care if you see Facebook ads and they're sitting in a mansion, Mm -hmm. they've had those up and down months, lots. And you know what I mean? So add that to mental health concerns and it's it's a little bit of a powder keg sometimes yeah it's a struggle it, it, it can be absolutely yeah. yeah um like so in your business um mm-hmm. circling back to that for a moment yeah um how do you do you have a particular mm, like motivational schedule like like for like some people, um, like for myself, right? I tend to listen to like YouTube videos in the morning, just motivational mm-hmm. stuff or something that keeps me upbeat. Um, or read a book or whenever I get to the book, actually. Yeah. But <laughs> um, what, what ritual or like uh, schedule do you have for something like that? Um, just to yeah, keep yourself so, a little upbeat. So I am... Um and this goes back to the whole ADHD diagnosis. I do not do well with schedules. Okay. okay. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I have general schedules, but really I don't necessarily have, you know, some people are like, oh, I get up at X time every morning and I spend 30 minutes doing yoga and then I blah. I don't do that. I get up when I get up. And um, usually it's early, but one thing that I do is... Um, my husband and I, we have some land, not like a ton of land, but it's, it's decent for the suburbs. And we have a pond, a, a koi pond that we installed with a lot, you know, a couple waterfalls and a bunch of fish and lots of frogs and flowers everywhere. I have a ton of garden. And so I make sure that I take time every day, as long as it's not pouring down rain or, you know, 20 mm-hmm. below. Um, <laughs> any day that I can get outside, I go outside and I spend time out there even if it's just 10 minutes sitting in my chair by the pond, listening to the water, watching the birds, uh, feeding my fish, checking out my frogs. I have a thing with counting my frogs. Last year I had 13 frogs <laughs> in my pond and I'm obsessed with counting my frogs. But, you know, I just go spend time in the quiet and it's me and I, you know, I'm out there jabber and I talk to the fish and the frogs and the birds and everything. But it's just me and nature even though it's surrounded by a fence and in the suburbs it's as close to nature as i'm gonna get without (laughs) driving somewhere right 
And it's just an opportunity for me to, to stop for a minute. And I think that that's really important. So whether your opportunity to stop is a yoga class or a walk through your local park or, you know, sitting on your front porch with no phone for a minute, like just taking an opportunity to stop, recenter, refocus, and then get back into your day. I think mm-hmm. it's really important. It is. Um, as you know, when, when you're first starting out in business, a lot of us tend to work from home. And especially now where most of us are quarantined and having to work from home, mm-hmm. um, it was just practice social distancing, but get out of the house, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you know, right. Take, a, take a few steps outside. Um, mm-hmm. Nature has a way of resetting what's supposed to be there, uh, and especially your sanity. Um, and yes. if you have a rowdy household or oh, just, <laughs> just a lot of noise or a lot of distractions mm-hmm. in the house, it allows you to just, you know, kind of find your quiet place sometimes and just start all over again. But absolutely. And, you know, a lot of people talk about work-life balance and that's really hard to achieve, especially when you're first starting out. When I first mm-hmm. started my business, I worked so much and, you know, now that I'm more established and, you know, I've got kind of the the clients and the income and everything like that I can afford to say you know what I'm going to stop my day at x time every day no matter what I don't you know right now I don't take calls on Fridays ever mm-hmm. I just don't um and, and you know I might throw in a podcast interview or whatever now and then but mostly I don't um that's my day and in the summer I can take my kid my kid's still young enough for daycare so I can take my kid out of daycare and we can do something, we can play hooky for the day, or I can catch up on stuff around the house, or I can go sit by the pond for an hour or two instead of just 10 minutes. Um, but just to really have a hard stop each day where you say, I'm done, I'm walking away, and I'm not gonna work anymore today. I'm gonna spend time with my family, I'm gonna spend time with my friends, socially acceptable distance. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm going to, you know, watch stupid mindless TV and just let my brain rest. Um, and that can be hard to do if you're working from a couch. Yeah. You know, so maybe put the computer away in another room. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm lucky enough to have a home office. I leave my home office and I exit and it's, that's what it is. Yeah. And so really having that clear division is another good habit to begin to build. I'm at work. I'm not at work. Mm-hmm. That's um. That's so true in so many ways, right? Um, like you said, a hard stop. And mm-hmm. you, you do have a schedule um, that you follow in, in a way. Like you get out, you make it a point to do certain things each day. Yeah. Um, maybe not at a certain time. And I'm, I'm terrible with schedules. I don't like myself. them. I rebel against them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh no, it says I'm at it too. I'm yeah. not doing that till 2.15. Like, like. I've, I've taken a couple of like sales classes where they teach you how to to block your calendar don't and don't get me wrong I do that for um certain types of work that I'm doing mm-hmm. um but when I see it I just refuse to have my entire day scheduled for me <laughs> it's I just it's, it's a rebellion it, it feels is. uncomfortable to me it's like it really I don't want to you know it's like okay so my husband makes fun of me because I always overpack for vacation and I've gotten way better <laughs> but I always overpack and he's like we're only going for four days why do you need seven outfits because I don't know if I'm going to want to wear those four 
Yeah. I don't want to have to predetermine how I'm going to feel a week from now. But there's so many other things. See, see, my husband does the same thing. So <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's sometimes it's just about you have to be prepared for things, right? You never know what you're, what you're going to wear. Something happens to one of your outfits or your clothes or something like that. Or if you just decide, I don't want to do it. I, I don't want to wear this today. But you don't know that. Well, you know. <laughs> That shirt may feel awesome to me today, but in three days, it might make me feel really fat. Like, just saying. (laughs) And I think that, you know, for people who don't excel with a very rigid schedule, there are some people who live by a super blocked off calendar and more power to them, but not everybody is that way. And I think it's because we, we really do require that little bit of flexibility to make in the moment decisions. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I've noticed, especially with so many people that have systems that are teaching a system right now, is that it doesn't allow for any variance in how you operate. And so this person might say, this is my best system. This is the way that you're going to get stuff done. But if that isn't how you operate, you now feel inferior, like something is wrong with you because you can't make this perfect system work. Very and true. so I really do encourage people like, you know, if it works for you, use it. But if you find yourself fighting it, like I do not use an online task management program. I have tried Asana, Teamwork, Basecamp. I have tried all of them, right? Even task lists in my mm-hmm. Gmail. If it's not written on a, not a, but a white legal pad, you know what I mean? A white pad of paper from the staples mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that I can cross it off with my pink or green highlighter when it's done. <laughs> it's not comfortable for me and I won't stick with it. I have been using the legal pad to-do list for 15 years. But it works for you. It works for me. That's your comfort. So, you know what I mean? Like I, when, when I put stuff on my calendar, like it's really important dates that I need to remember. I have client stuff that's due. Um, obviously phone calls, those are very time sensitive because, you know, that whole other person thing, (laughs) but you know, I'll put a a deadline on there and I know how much time I need to get it done. So I know when to start working on it. Mm -hmm. But you've done it for so long. You have an idea on how, I don't need to say, okay, Monday, I'm going to work on this for half an hour. Tuesday, I'm going to give it 45 minutes. And then Wednesday is an hour. Honestly, I don't know how people can do that, (laughs) but That just, it drives me absolutely nuts. Um, I used to have, uh, when I was in the legal industry, I would have attorneys tell me something like that. Like, well, take 30 minutes of your time and do this, but it's not going to take me 30 minutes. <laughs> it's going to take me either a little longer or I can't do it right now, or it's outside the schedule that you've set. Um, again, that part of rebellion there. Mm-hmm. And it, it just, their system is different from my system. And it just, I can still get the same result doing it a different way, but it's something that I'm comfortable with. Yeah. But. I mean, I, I used to write that my, my legal pad to do list used to be, you know, five pages a week, one for Monday, one for, and things would go on based on the day they needed to be finished. Mm-hmm. And of course I could go ahead. Like if Monday was a really light day, I could start on Tuesday stuff, but it's not like, I didn't need to, 11 o'clock, you're going to do this. And I think what happens is because then if at 11 o'clock it doesn't happen, the whole rest of my day is shot Mm -hmm. for me. And that's just how I am. 
And so, you know, I think that what happens as entrepreneurs is we taught that there's one way to do things depending on who we follow. Yes. And if that way doesn't work for us for whatever reason, doesn't work with our personality, we try it, it doesn't work, it doesn't feel good to do, it doesn't fit with our values, what have you, then we feel like we don't have a chance at being successful because we're not following this plan. Right. And that that's unfortunate. And I hate to see people try to keep up with the online business Joneses, if you will, <laughs> simply because, you know, we don't know everybody's story. Right. That's absolutely true. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to circle back to just a little bit for like summarizing what you've, you've, you've already discussed um, yeah. with the mental health issue that <clears throat> some people go through. There is, there has to be room for yourself um, taking that time for like for your mental health right absolutely Um, i used to when i was working a full-time job i would call in for work to work and say i'm taking a mental health day (laughs) right it had nothing to do with anything else i'm just not coming in today because i might just murder everybody there and so yeah i need a day right um but it's important as an entrepreneur when you are constantly working and and like allison said just you're first starting out you're you're going to be working all the time there's Mm -hmm hours upon hours upon hours of just work that you're putting in just to get everything set up, um, your system straight, um, and, and just everything else. But you still have to take some time to work on yourself, right? To detox from what you're, what you're going through, right? Whether it's on a personal level or business level, you still have to step away from those things. Um, we can't be, you know, inundated 24-7 with our business. It's not going to work out. And it's, you know, it's hard because it's fun. Right. And especially if it's something that you love to do. Yeah, you're getting into it. You're learning stuff. You're getting things accomplished. There's that feeling of, oh, you know, I did it. Right now I'm building a new website. I'm learning a whole new WordPress theme from scratch. Like I'm teaching it to myself and Mm -hmm. figuring it out. And I'm having a good time. I want to dig into it. But I can't spend all night on it. Like I've, I've got a family, I've got other stuff to do. I've got sleep to get, (laughs) you know what I mean? And so you have to look at like, what is going on in my life that is also going to require something of me that I need to pay attention to. And then how much of me do I need to refill in order to give everything that I, that's, you know, that's asked of me to my family, to my business, to my friends, to, you know, my pets, whatever. And that, that'll let you know how much time you need to take for you. So how much do I need to refill? Yeah, that's a really good point you just made about, um, like, spreading yourself too thin. Oh, yeah. Especially. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, because as business owners, we have, we wear many hats, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and if you're a mom, you wear twice as many hats. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, between, you know, doing things for your family, for yourself, for your business, um, and other ones that you, other people that you take care of in your family, whatever other responsibilities mm-hmm. that you have, we tend to spread ourselves way too thin when it comes to the important things in our life. Sometimes we just need to settle down. Yeah. Um, and, and you focus. didn't even mention the people that still have a full-time job. Right. Exactly. Uh, yeah, it's very, very easy to just burn yourself out. 
and I think entrepreneur burnout and entrepreneur depression are two things that people don't really talk about, but they happen with very high frequency. Um, and, and people just don't talk about it. I think people are afraid to be seen as anything other than, you know, almighty and all powerful or what have mm -hmm. you. And, um, clearly I'm on a mission to change that. And I think mental health and, and mental health resources are important. Um, yeah, they are. They are. I'm, I'm doing uh tele mental health right now, teletherapy, if you will. Um, because we're all kind of quarantined. My governor asked right. you to lock down yeah. today. We're filming this, uh, late March or recording this late March, mm -hmm. but, um, you know, so I, I have a, a video chat once a week with my counselor and for entrepreneurs who work from home, like the last thing we want to do is like actually put jeans on you know? mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> real pants. So, <laughs> um, you know, teletherapy may be a really great option. There are a lot of them that work through um, health insurance, if that's something that you have, or there are other ones that work just on a membership basis. Um, and so I think that that's really important. And that's a good way to set time to check in with yourself because if you're like, if you're like us <laughs> and schedules really aren't your thing, you might never schedule time for yourself either. Yeah. Um, but if you but, schedule a therapy appointment, like you got to keep that. Yeah. That was so me when I first started out, mm -hmm. I took absolutely no time <laughs> for Fun. myself or my family. And my husband had to sit me down and he was like, listen, uh, I'm going to need you to stop that. And you know, in so many words, but I'm going to need like, you to cut that out. <laughs> um, he's like, this is not good. Cause I was constantly running and running and running, mm -hmm. just trying to get, um, to that place where I thought I needed to be at the moment, but everything takes time. Right. Um, right. you know, I, I suffered, um, or I went through the spreading yourself too thin. I suffered a small bout of like feeling bad for myself and depression because it didn't mm -hmm. go the way I wanted to go. Yeah. And I didn't, and, but people never talk about those things. Um, and the, the people that you see on Instagram, right. With the, I made a million dollars in three months, people, um, never talk about what they had to go through to get to that point. Right. Or how much they spent. <laughs> right. Or how much they spent. <laughs> or you know the emotional roller coaster they had to go through right. just to get there right um yeah. so I, I think this conversation is important for those who are going through similar situations mm -hmm. who don't want to speak up um like there there is help out there you just have to speak up and that's that's hard right but take the first step and just you know reach out to to someone um or find a therapist um yeah i'll include any links in the show notes for what you talked about earlier allison uh, yeah, so um, if, if you have uh, health insurance, Teladoc does have uh, a mental a mental aspect to to their service, and that's actually who I'm using. So it's you know it's just like they take my insurance and I pay a copay. If you mm -hmm. don't have insurance or or are looking for some other options, there is BetterHelp, which I forget if it's .org or .com, but you can Google it. And then smartcounseling.com. Disclaimer, they were a client of mine, but I get nothing for telling you to go visit them. Um, but the BetterHelp and Smart Counseling are both membership-based, so it's a monthly fee, and you get the video chat and texts and stuff like that. So um, Teladoc is just like an in-office in that 
I have one appointment once a week. I don't have interaction or emails with them beyond that. And um, so those are really important resources as well for, for anybody. And um, of course, anybody can just reach out to me if you're, um, you know, hurting or confused or trying to figure out what's going on with you. You know, I've got depression with anxiety. I've got ADHD. I've got chronic pain. Like I am a hot mess. So I'm not <laughs> going to judge you really. Yeah, no judgment here. <laughs> <laughs> and I have had people reach out to me with, um, you know, just letting me know like, Hey, I'm struggling. And I'm able to say, okay, here's your next step. You're going to go find some help, you know, and just, check in with me when you're done. And, you know, so it's, it's not like, you know, I'm not qualified to give any therapy. I'm just there to be a support for people and to say, this is what I did. Um, and then I would love to talk about something new that I'm doing that, um, I mentioned I'm building a website. Yes. And so, um, the website that I'm building is called the vulnerability project. And really what I'm seeing is that people want more real conversation. They want the people that they follow and that teach them and that they work with in business to be real, um, actual people with flaws. <laughs> and so my goal now is to kind of uh, begin to help people learn how to do that in a way that doesn't make them appear weak and in a way that actually improves the conversion of their copy. Okay. So I'm bringing that marketing and that uh, vulnerability and that realness in there um, and that's projectvulnerable.com. And we have a, you know, I have a Facebook group that I'm going to be growing and things like that. So I'd love to, you know, website's not up yet, but hopefully by the time <laughs> this releases, it will be. Yeah. And, um, just, you know, to know that there are other people out there who want to be real. Yeah. Perfect. Thank you. Um, I'm going to make sure we include those links in the show notes. Awesome. So everybody can, has an opportunity to find you, reach out, um, and go to the website once it's done. <laughs> or yeah, if you still working on it just learning <laughs> <laughs> no worries we'll update it whenever it's ready yes, thank you um, so finally uh can you share can what advice do you uh do you have for those just starting out uh, as an entrepreneur and who are battling a mental illness themselves so one of the things that i've i've learned recently is with talking with with a client of mine who is experiencing some issues, she's really beating herself up for not being more productive. And she's like, you know, I'm only doing a little bit every day. I'm not getting as much done as I was before. And I had to say like, you know, even a snail gets to where he's going at the end of the day. Like you gotta cut yourself a little bit of slack, right? I talked about understanding that you can control your behavior but you can also control the way you speak to yourself. And by beating yourself up all the time, you're just, you're not being a very good friend. And so I want you to treat yourself the way you would treat a friend. If you had a friend who was struggling, who said, I only got three things done off my list today, instead of beating them up and saying, you stupid friend, how could you do that? You would be like, that's amazing. I know it was really hard for you to do that. And so treat yourself like you would a friend and recognize that any step forward is in the right direction. <clears throat> Pardon me. That, you know, getting something done at all is better than the alternative, which is getting nothing done. Because you're not going to be able to get it all done 
at lightning speed the way you would if you were at your best. That mental health exhausts you, it, it steals your focus, it steals your drive, and you know, men depression and mental health issues, they do that, like really actually to people. <laughs> it's not just in your head, it's a physical thing. And so celebrate the little steps forward that you can take, cut yourself a little slack, but also recognize that you can control your self-talk and your behavior. Perfect. Thank you for that. Mm -hmm. um, well, folks, that's it. <laughs> Thank you, Allison, for joining us today and sharing your story. Where can people find you? Um, yeah, so projectvulnerable.com or allisonlex.com. Perfect. Thank you so much for that. Everyone, if you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe and leave a comment with your thoughts. Thank you again. Signing off.